are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. A lot to get to on the Tuesday edition of the show. We talked a lot about football for the past couple days. Um, a couple weeks ago, we uh, did an episode on cards and the pros, talking about the NFL. I'm going to switch tunes a little bit and talk about the NBA and some former Cardinals that are set to have some solid careers. We'll begin with rookies David Johnson and Carly Jones and what to expect from them and their respective rookie campaigns. We'll transition into Jordan Wara in year two and what to expect from him. And then we'll finish out the show with analyzing Terry Rozier's extension and what that means for Charlotte. But before we get into that, um, like I mentioned, for those who aren't aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer. And I also do some backup PA announcing work for various local sports like soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can follow my Twitter page at dpence underscore, and the podcast Twitter page is lo underscore Louisville. And if you're an NFL fan, you're in the luck. The NFL season is about to start, obviously, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Be sure to follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning August 30th. So let's dive right on into the content for today. So beginning with the formal Cardinal rookies, David Johnson, Carly Jones didn't end up where they necessarily wanted to in terms of draft position. David Johnson was drafted with the 47th overall pick to the Toronto Raptors, and Carly Jones wasn't drafted at all, but was added to the Dallas Mavericks Summer League team, and after some solid play there, he is on their training camp squad. So, um, beginning with David Johnson, I think David's in a very interesting situation, just considering the fact that um, you know he has the potential, and the guard situation is interesting to say the least. Uh, Kyle Lowry was sent to Miami in a sign-and-trade that brought Goran Dragic back into the six. Uh, outside of him, they have second-year man Malachi Flynn, who tore up the G League last year and shown some, some spark, and then you have, obviously, Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., who both are just now scratching the surface of the potential that they have as players so but if you look at the context David Johnson is going to be on the outside looking in obviously to start the season out in the depth chart um and the good thing for him is he can play either the one or two we saw at Louisville his ability to not only be the lead guard and handle the ball and set up the offense but when Carly Jones had the ball he was excelling as an off-ball um, type of player so it'll be interesting to see what Nick Nurse and company have in store for David Johnson I, I would assume that it's going to be limited minutes that he'll probably start out in the G League if I had to imagine training camp is going to be the uh, the telling factor in, in determining where he starts out at um, but and we saw that you know the Raptors are in no hurry to bring guys up immediately. You know they their development program has been extremely efficient throughout the years, whether it be Fred Van Vliet, Malachi Flynn, uh, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher. 
Um, there, there's a lot of guys on this current roster that have been homegrown through the Toronto system, and it's it's obvious that patience is name of the game up in Toronto. So um, this year, I would expect David to play more so in the G League predominantly rather than the NBA roster. If the Raptors were to make the playoffs, that's a different story. I could see David being included in that postseason roster. Um, but as I mentioned, you know, how patient the organization is, we also have to address that, you know, there is a um, you know, revolving door in that point guard room right now with Goran Dragic and whether or not he's going to stay. In my opinion, I could definitely see him being shipped off. Um, I'm not sure if, if the comment was actually made, um, but I saw something right after the trade that sent Lowry to the Heat and Drogic to the Raptors of Drogic not necessarily wanting to be up in Toronto. Um, so that could be a situation to watch. Um, even if that's the case, I could see Fred Van Vliet switching more so to point guard. And they already kind of run a system of positionless basketball anyway in the sense of, you know, you have opportunities where, you know, Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. both handle the ball and Malachi Flynn playing off the ball. So it'll be interesting. They also brought in uh, Delano Banton, uh, Toronto native, uh, got drafted in the second round like Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs early on in the G League and in training camp. But at the end of the day, I do believe in his ability to play both positions, either the one or two. I think his versatility is going to help him out a ton when it comes to seeing the court. I'm just not so sure when that's going to be because he does join a team that um, you know has a lot of mouse defeats, so to say. And you know, not only are you adding in guys like Goran Dragic, you're also bringing in you know Scotty Barnes, um, Sam Decker is coming in, Justin Champagne. Um, Isaiah Wainwright. So there's a lot of younger guys that are coming up through the system trying to, you know, leave their mark on the roster and be able to secure some playing time. This is just one of those teams to where I believe in the overall development that they believe in for David Johnson. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be on par with how they treat their young guys and developing them up to the point to where they need to be to join the team and play substantial minutes. And then on the flip side, in Dallas, Carlyke Jones has agreed to a training camp deal um, after a solid campaign in the Summer League. When you look at Carly Jones, obviously it's going to be a tougher path for him than David Johnson when it comes to making the NBA roster, considering that David has already agreed to a two-way. And that should be the a path that Carly Jones should be pursuing because you know you don't see a lot of guys you know come out of the second round or undrafted and secure a, a true NBA contract. Usually, it's a two-way deal that gets converted into a full-season deal. Um, right now, it's going to be very tough for Carly Jones when you look at that backcourt. You obviously have one of the best players in the league in Luka Doncic. Um, and also on, alongside of him, the Mavericks were able to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr. to a big deal. They have Trey Burke. They have Jalen Brunson in that backcourt as well. They signed Sterling Brown in free agency. And they have last year's first-round pick Tyrell Terry, who uh, has a lot of potential. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to get some minutes in that Dallas Mavericks backcourt. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, the odds are stacked against Carleague especially considering that uh, we're still trying to figure out where exactly he's going to play and what role he's going to fill in the NBA. Is he going to be a lead guard? Um, do you see him kind of a, as a as an off-ball shooter that can handle the ball? And these are questions that need to be answered before we can truly assess the situation that Carleek is in because um, you know it's going to be very interesting to 
see how the Mavericks coaching staff and development staff view him as a player and as a guy for the future. So, But it's very encouraging. Not only was he picked up for a summer league team, but his play was solid enough to get him a training camp invite. So we'll see how that goes. But regardless, I think that you can't only limit this to Dallas in the sense of where he could end up just because it is a training camp deal. More often than not, these training camp deals don't necessarily result in two-way deals. There's only so many to go around. So even if Carl Leak doesn't secure a spot for the future in Dallas, you know the objective for him has to be playing solid enough to where you, know, you get a G League invite or you you know you get a two-way deal with another organization so so i think it's hard to say what his rookie outlook could be in dallas because there's no guarantee that he's going to be there um, a training camp deal obviously is not a, a two-way deal so we'll see how that is able to transpire throughout training camp and heading into the season but at the end of the day i would be very shocked to not see him competing in the g league trying to secure a two-way deal wherever he can get it so at the end of the day i'm excited for david and carl leak for the future but in terms of rookie outlook it's it's very hard to assess and predict with so many factors that need to be addressed so before we get into jordan nora in year two i want to talk to you a little bit about sweatblock sweatblock sent me a care package last week and i am absolutely in love with the products they're doctor created doctor recommended they work for up to seven days per use and there's a dry shirt guarantee so if sweatblock doesn't keep you dry guess what you can get your money back it's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. There's over 13,000 reviews, and it's manufactured right here in the United States. So you're able to wear what you want to wear. It's your little secret to confidence, and this is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, regardless of the occasion. I know what you're saying. I know it's going to sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. So there's no more pitting out. There's no more picking your shirts based upon which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Another opportunity to take advantage of is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? rockauto.com saves you time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when Rock Auto will get you the same parts for less? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could ever need. From brake parts to tail lamps, from motor oil to even new carpet, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Be sure to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to use to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Speaking of rookies, one guy that had about as good of a rookie season as you can have in terms of team success, Jordan Nora, winning an NBA championship last year with the Milwaukee Bucks. After that, played with the Nigerian basketball team in the Olympics this past summer. And I got to be honest, I feel like I need to own up and eat crow based upon my pre-draft projections for Jordan. I projected him as a role player, um, you know, a guy who could 
be a top option off the bench, and it seems like he is already kind of living up to that expectation. However, that was kind of my ceiling for him, also being a potential low-end starter. But it seems like, you know, he has the bag and the scoring repertoire to be, you know, a 15-point-per-game scorer in the league and be a focal point at starter. Um, last year, didn't get a ton of opportunity, averaged just a, over nine minutes a game, scoring just under about six points per game, uh, 46, 45, uh, 76 shooting splits. And, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting year for Jordan because when you look at the depth chart for the Bucks, a lot of these guys are coming back, and rightfully so, winning an NBA title. Um, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, all of these guys are back along with Pat Connaughton, George Hill. So when you try to project the outlook for the second season for Jordan, because ultimately here's what I think is going to happen. You know, he averaged about, what, six points, two rebounds roughly per game, can play either the three or four. I'd say probably played a little bit more with the four for Milwaukee last year and Coach Budenholzer. But at the end of the day, I think we're going to see him play either the three or the four because I think Nora showed that he's just that talented and he's a definite surefire option off the bench in terms of scoring and especially shooting. And we learned from Milwaukee's playoff from this past year that you can never have enough shooters, especially with Giannis Antetokounmpo's playing style. So looking at the depth chart and kind of pinpointing where I think he's going to be at. I think you're probably going to see third string. Um, I think the the biggest battle is going to be with uh, Semi Ojale and uh, Pat Connaughton as well. I think we'll see more of Rodney Hood playing the two potentially and Grayson Allen um, playing the one. And um, we could also see, you know, Elijah Bryant is another guy we have to look for in that backcourt to get some minutes who only played one game last year but um, scored 16 points and recorded six rebounds as well. So the four, the three and the four, maybe the five, depending on certain rotations and situations. But, I mean, they do have Lopez and Portis. Mamadi Diakite is there as well. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be a third-string opportunity for Nuora. Um, will we see... Um, the same stat line in terms of nine minutes a game, six points per game. I think that's going to bump up a little bit. I think we have to be realistic, but also think we have to give credit for not only the production that Nora had last season, but also what he projects to be this season, because I think he's going to take a considerable step forward. So predicting his stats, I think we're probably at about 15 minutes per game in the eight to nine points per game uh, realm. I do think that he's going to be Playing more in certain games more than others because uh, obviously his ability to get hot when he's hot, it's going to be almost impossible to take him off of the court. And in general, I think that him being able to create his own shot is so valuable for this Milwaukee team because when you talk about Giannis, you know, being taken off the court and same thing with Drew and Chris, you know, they're able to having three guys that are classified as stars, they're able to kind of be able to stagger minutes to where at least one of them is on the court at all times. And even so, I mean, just take, for example, say you have one of those three out there, being able to put a guy like Jordan Nora in who has the scoring upside over a guy like uh, Ojale and possibly Pat Connaughton, although Pat, Pat is a good shooter, I think, you know, you can never have enough shooters. That's why I think Jordan Nora is going to be so valuable for this team. And I, I was um, asked last week whether or not I think that he gets some run in the G League. And personally, I think really the only way that happens is, number one, is if he struggles, 
which ultimately I don't think that's going to be the case, but you never know. And number two, it could just potentially be to get him some run, get his, keep his legs warm for the uh, you know for the Bucks to push to a playoff run and then bring him back. But ultimately, I think that that's kind of a long shot. If he does go down to the G League, it's going to be very, very brief stint. And at the end of the day, I'm not even sure that he goes down because he is very skilled. Um, and he showed last year that although he's not going to be a lockdown defender in the league, and no one truly probably ever thought he was going to be, but he's definitely a serviceable guy at six foot eight. So there's no issues over effort or motor or anything like that. Um, I think that the better he gets defensively, you know, the more that he's going to play, especially in the system that he's being put in in that uh, Milwaukee system. So at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to necessarily see a Pascal Siakam type jump where he goes from role player to borderline star in a very short amount of time. Um, I do think, however, we're going to see a considerable jump where he's not only going to see an uptick in minutes, but also an uptick in usage as well. Um, going to be given some more opportunities to show what he has offensively. And I think just like Pat Connaughton and some other shooters in that system, Coach Budenholzer is going to drop some plays specifically for him um, and put him in the best situation to be able to grow. I do think he is in a very, very good basketball situation, and the fact that he's not being relied upon and um, not being forced to play in a manner in which he's not comfortable or maybe not used to at the end of the day you know they're not relying upon him a ton so that gives him the ability to own in on his craft and just be able to develop the other parts of his game while utilizing the strengths of his game to help the team out so um, before we get into the other Louisville player that I want to talk about before we head out I want to discuss betonline.ag it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On and head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you're not that big into sports, your favorite Vegas casino games are there as well. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So the final segment on this Tuesday edition of the show is going to be dedicated strictly to Terry Rozier. First of all, big congrats to him. Signed a Four-year, $97 million max contract extension with the Charlotte Hornets earlier this past week, or actually at the latter part of last week. But regardless, um, you know, shout-out to him. You always like to see guys securing the bag and getting their money. However, to see a football player doing it just makes it that much sweeter. Um, in terms of what to expect from him, Actually, I've been seeing a lot of Hornets fans kind of discouraged with the move, and it's for a couple different reasons. The first one is it takes away their cap space um, with the contracts of Gordon Hayward and also guys like Kelly Oubre. There's not a ton of cap space. Um, another reason is that some believe it's going to stunt the growth of first-round pick James Booknight from UConn with that 11th pick. 
Uh, just a variety of reasons. Some aren't that high on Terry Rozier in the Charlotte fan base, but regardless, I think this is a good move for Charlotte. We'll explain why here in just a second, but in any type of contract situation, the overall success of the contract and making it uh, worthwhile all really depends on a player living up to that contract. Um, so, I mean, you can say, you know, it was a good signing or extension. It was a bad extension. But at the end of the day, it's all going to be determined by the product on the floor that Terry Rozier is able to put out. But in terms of the context, um, let's call a spade a spade. Charlotte is not a free agent destination basically at all. Um, it's not necessarily a big market. It doesn't, you know, draw a lot of praise that like in New York or LA, Houston, you know, Miami, etc., so on and so forth. So, so you can make the argument that it, it straps cap space, but I'm going to come right back with the rebuttal of the grass isn't always greener on the other side. What player in free agency, assuming you do have the money for them, you know, you have to look at is are you going to be able to lure these guys in and I'm just not so sure that you're going to be able to bring in a bigger name than, you know, Terry Rozier. If you're Charlotte, and on top of that, I like it because it's a veteran presence, not only for James Booknight, but also for LaMelo Ball, because um, there's not a ton of veteran leadership in that backcourt. You do lose Devontae Graham. Uh, James Borrego showed last year that they are able to make a three-guard lineup work in which they're able to play a couple different guys at a couple different positions. They did sign veteran leader Ish Smith, but he's just that um, a backup point guard. You know, regardless of what his leadership brings to the table, you know, Terry Rozier not only brings that, but he also brings the production. The good thing about Terry as well, I know 20 points per game averages aren't necessarily the sexiest, and w with a guy being on a max contract, you would want him to do a little more. However, I must caution you to think that in this situation because context does matter. The thing about the Hornets is it's going to be a very balanced uh, pecking order. You do have LaMelo Ball coming off a Rookie of the Year award. You have Gordon Hayward, who also averaged 20 points per game last year. You're bringing in Kelly Oubre. Uh, Jalen McDaniels is going to be getting his touches. You have P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, Mason Plumley. So guys, last year, I mean, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys on the team last year that scored in double digits. That's not even including Devontae Graham. So the fact that he was able to score as much as he did, I think, is, is very you know, positive for the Hornets moving forward. Not only that, uh, his ability, like Jordan Nora and David Johnson, to be able to play different positions, uh, Rozier's ability to not only be able to handle the ball and facilitate offensive flow, but also play off the ball and uh, just be able to shoot you know, in catch-and-shoot situations. Rozier's bag is growing. His scoring arsenal has been advancing since he came into the league. I think this is a good move for the Hornets because, like I said, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, it seems like f the front office for the team has basically, you know, just been fed up with losing, and rightfully so. You know, these types of moves help teams be able to push themselves to the playoffs. Not only that, um, James Booknight's contract will go through the remainder of Terry Rozier's extension. So at the end of the extension, if you're not satisfied with Rozier, you're looking to move on. Or possibly, you know, James Booknight is just that good as people think he is. You know, you can you don't have to necessarily re-sign Terry Rozier after that, but the timeline works really well. So another thing that's not being talked about that the, this extension does, if the Charlotte Hornets are 
interested in a big time guy via trade you now have a salary that's able to be matched i'm not saying that that's intention of this extension because i think at the end of the day this is all about keeping continuity and quality but you know, on the other side if you were to try to play devil's advocate you do have a tradable contract that you can match if you wanted to bring a guy in um you know uh, all-star caliber level player and you do so in giving away you know a fringe all-star level talent at guard but you know regardless I think this is a good move for Charlotte I think that LaMelo Ball has really taken a liking to Terry and Terry has kind of given him a lot of veteran leadership and I think that that's kind of the MO of what the front office has been doing for this team because like I said they brought in Gordon Hayward now you're bringing in guys like Kelly Oubre and Ish Smith and also Mason Plumley to give you that veteran leadership to balance out with some of the young guys to you know not necessarily make it to where the seasons are fun but you're just not winning now you have guys like LaMelo Ball, James Book Knight and company while pairing them with you know veterans like Plumley, like Hayward, like Rozier, like Oubre. Not only is it going to help the team on the court right now in terms of pushing for a playoff spot, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be very beneficial for these young guys to be able to not only grow up on the court, but grow up off the court as well. So I think that the identity that the Hornets are possessing, they're a fun team. i got to be honest with you, bringing Rozier back. I like watching that LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier pairing. They're both able to score in bunches. And with LaMelo Ball's vision, I think that that is very beneficial for not only Book Knight, but for Rozier as well. It takes away a lot of the playmaking load and allows Rozier to focus on his forte, which is his scoring. And we saw that before LaMelo Ball went down, you know, this was a team that could have been flirting for a play-in contention and, um, you know, a push for the playoffs. So, But at the end of the day, I like this move for Terry. Um, I like this move for Charlotte. You keep the comfort. You keep the convenience of, you know, continuity. So, you know, congrats to Scary Terry, um, you know, coming out of the Ville. He had a ton of promise. Didn't necessarily work out for him in Boston, but has really solidified his career in Charlotte. So shout out to him. We wish him the best of luck along with the other players that were mentioned earlier and some other Louisville players that we'll mention later on um, in future shows. So, But um, we talked about what to expect from Carly Jones and David Johnson and both of their rookie campaigns, um, the outlook for Jordan Wara in year two with the Milwaukee Bucks, and then we focused on Terry Rozier his contract extension and what that meant for the team and also debunking some of the concerns about the extension tomorrow we're going to stay with basketball but we're going to shift over to women's basketball we'll analyze the returning group that is coming back for jeff walls we will explain why the newcomers could push this team to a national championship and then we'll just give our overall outlook of the team and predictions so uh, before we get out of here be sure to follow me on twitter at defense underscore the podcast twitter page is lo underscore louisville also want to give a shout out to the cardinal sports zone podcast which was posted today or i'm sorry late last night um, jeremy Wallman, joe Wallman, myself sean barber sam based and wes brown uh, there's a ton of unique personalities in that room that mesh really well for you to get your weekly dose of Cardinal Sports along with a lot of comic relief. Just very good vibes there. Also want to give a shout out to Locked On Bets because betting on the cards doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. 
wherever you like to get your podcast. That's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. We'll see you all tomorrow.